MHV Voice, connecting people and sharing ideas. Okay, so welcome to this episode of MHV Voice. Um, Today, our focus is going to be around winter barns. So in New Zealand, our cows are typically outdoor 24-7, and there are pros and cons with every system. And we're really fortunate to be joined today by Seamus Quickly, who farms in County Galloway. Seamus, welcome. Thank you. Yep. Great to be with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so firstly, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your dairy farm? I'm Seamus Quigley. I'm 57 years of age at this stage, uh, married with, with uh, four children. I believe them involved in agriculture. Started off ourselves farming in 1990 on a small 26-hectare block that I inherited from my, gra- my grandmother. And uh, in 1999, we moved to a leased operation uh, 55 kilometres away in County Galway. We secured a 30-year lease agreement. So when you first started farming, milk quotas would have been in place. So they, what, how, did that, how did that come into being? Um, I suppose in the, in the EU, farmers were encouraged to produce. Uh, we had butter mountains and milk mountains and beef mountains uh, from, the, from the 80s. So farmers were, um, quotas were introduced to limit production. So um, quotas came in based on what you produced in 1986. But I only started farming in 1990s. So that meant then, anyway, I could produce milk was least in them, at uh, least milk quota or purchase milk quota. Again, you were only allowed to purchase a certain amount and reach a certain scale. So it's it been a major struggle down through the years. Um, in a way, I always think my generation or last generation quotas were introduced in, in 86 and didn't uh, were removed until 2015. And so that was that was bought in place as a result of a, a production glut. Um, yes. Has there been any talk? Because obviously environmental challenges are something that we all face into, not the same challenges across the world. We've all got our own challenges. Has, has there been any talk about bringing quotas back in to address some of the environmental issues? There hasn't been a talk about bringing quotas in. There has been a talk about reducing uh, stock numbers and be reduced because of greenhouse gases. And I suppose... Uh, like New Zealand, a lot of our greenhouse gases are produced from dairy cows. The way that's been handled is uh, through what's called the water directive, water quality of nitrates direct, where basically ground wa- uh, water quality has to has to improve. Uh, the measures being brought in to do that are, are reducing, basically reducing the stocking rate, cutting uh, the amount of chemical fertilizers that we can apply. Um, um, so those sort of regulations will. Uh, curve uh, increases in production. Also, I suppose um, for the nitrate issue, it yeah. sounds like it's quite prescriptive around the reducing stockroom rates and and reducing the fert in the closed periods. Have you got actual targets? Just it has to be has to improve. So it it, it is it has actually improved over the last um, two years. Or, Results are just coming out to prove, to, to demonstrate that it has improved. It sort of peaked in 2018 with a really dry summer. And I suppose there was a lot of chemical fertilizer applied that, that didn't get utilized and ended up in the groundwater. Since they brought in the regulations in terms of a much stricter around those um, periods for spreading in slurry. Um, and again, encouraging people to reduce the amount of chemical nitrogen that they're applying um, and utilizing that, that slurry better in the springtime looks like it's starting to work. Actually, our water quality is, is quite good relative to the rest of Europe. I think we have the third best in, in Europe. 
So, so with those environmental challenges and obviously those closed periods for spreading, you've looked to um, a barn system to, or, or was that something that was regulated? That's something that was just introduced. Uh, so heretofore, uh, your, uh, your, your standard cow produced 85 kilos of organic N, regardless of what production she was doing or what size animal she was. Well, they brought in um, this banding. So you have um, at the top band is 106 kilos of organic N for cows. Their cows producing over 6,500 litres of milk. Then you've got between uh, 4,500 and 6,500 litres, you've got 92 kilos of organic N. And mm -hmm. below that, you've got 80. So the majority of the cows in Ireland sit in the in 92. They regulate the, the amount of organic N per hectare was uh, set at 250. So you divided your 250 by 92 and that gave you a maximum stocking rate. But now that 250 as well is going to be reduced um, down to 220. Ireland uh, has, a, has a derogation to produce 250. It will have hopefully a derogation to produce 220. Um, without the derogation, the stocking rate would supposed to be 170 kilos of organ. Uh would be disastrous if that was to uh, come into play. It would mean that you'd be stocked at less than um, two cows per hectare then. You know, it, it takes a, a bit of time for these measures to work their way through and to see the improvement in water quality. And the regulations are moving so fast at the moment. Uh, farmers are very concerned that they're um, not getting a chance to demonstrate that um, these improvements can be made, or are, are being made, and they're having an, an impact. And so, and so, tell us about the the barn that you put in, or the evolution of the journey you've had as you've you've sought to um, to get the the girls off the off the paddock over the winter period. Yeah. So, because I, I, because we were in a situation where we were on a leased farm, and because we were restricted by, was I farmed in the West farm in the west of Ireland and milk quotas were regionalized and the west had a certain span so I, I was able to, to, to grow my my operation reasonably well but at the same time when you're on a lease farm and paying lease costs and paying I suppose full wages as well because yes, I was very conscious of the capital spend that we go on to that farm and where the, the returns for me were in the quality of the stock that we had and the infrastructure that we had in place around growing the uh, grass species and have an infrastructure to utilize that grass they were the areas that were going to give me the best return on any investment i'd make on that farm so then i was slow to spend big money on on capital building so uh we actually after a trip to new zealand in um i'd been there in 1993 and again in 2001 we saw um uh, wood chip pads in operation on a couple of farms over there we put up a wood chip pad that worked really really well for um winter into cows cows are really really comfortable on it um Produced a lot of extra water, and uh, that had to be. Filled. And we had a Lurton Bank uh, slurry lagoon to gather um, that, and that all worked perfectly well. Uh, we were happy enough with it, but then the regulations changed around that. Bank tanks weren't allowed; they had to be lined. So I lined the, and then they wanted I lined the lagoon, and they wanted the pad lines as well. That was going to cost a lot of money, so next step and we put in topless lubricants in it. Did you did you notice that with the um the the topless barn compared to with the the um the wooden or the bark lay down area, did you notice a difference in the animal health or was it was it more around that that milking time? 
well, it was just around the milking time. And it actually worked really, really well. It worked really well to calve the cows on. And actually, I still do. We we, we, we have a calving shed now and um, there's a roof roof on it, but we put in a wood chip. Look, at the end of the winter, all right, when it, 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 if you had a lot of, it got, it got very wet, it could get a bit a bit messy. And I suppose as the years went on with it, the drainage maybe wasn't working quite as well as it was in the initial years. So that was probably had this deteriorated. Uh, somewhat but um no we were we were happy with it topless cubicles then um yeah we 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 put in that cost us an extra i think about 400 euros all in we put in extra feet uh headroom for feed space on three sides of it and then we found because we hadn't had the wood chip to soak up all the water we ended up actually uh, storing an awful lot more uh, water we, we on the on the farm in galway we received about one and a half meters of rain Mm. A lot of store, a lot of storage, yeah, required for that. Yeah, it worked. It worked very well. The cows, yeah, you could milk the cows were reasonably clean off it. You could milk milk off them pretty well. We did find at times that younger cows struggled maybe a bit with body condition. We had some. Uh, we had a, did also have a covered shed. They also ate a little bit more. I'd say um, to keep themselves a bit warmer. So sort of eating a little bit more. And then again, regulations changed a couple of years back um, around the, the close period. So we went from having to hold all the slurry from the 15th of October to the 15th of January and back to holding it now from the 15th of September to the 15th of January and possibly there's some talk that it might have to be held until February. That required more slurry storage. And when we looked at that, then we decided, well, if we put a roof over the, over the cubicles, we... We wouldn't need the extra slurry storage and fall and mixing in with the slurry rainwater. So we turned around yeah, a couple of years ago and we actually put a roof on it. So I suppose we, we have gone to full circle on that particular farm. The benefits of doing it, doing it that way, I suppose, were in terms of um, have to lay out a lot of capital initially to do it. But however, my, my brothers are farming down the road here from where we're living in North Tipperary and the rainfall is an awful lot less. Uh, less than a meter there's absolutely no issues at all for them because um, they're in really good nick the whole winter long that uh, works extremely well for them um they have a lot of sorry storage so um, unless they're requesting put a roof over theirs they they won't yeah because that that rainfall yeah. makes such a big difference doesn't it does make a big difference particularly when you have to hold it all and um i suppose again my two sons are, are farming and They've expanded fairly rapidly. Some land they've had to put up two milking sheds, and again, they they did it in stages. Here, you know, they put up the the open top cubicles. They lived with that for a couple of years, and then put a roof over it only last only last season as well. Yeah, it worked. It works well, and uh, helps you to uh, I suppose it allows you to employ your capital in area in other areas. And um, as far as the the feed difference goes, so you know, obviously, if the if the cows are, are warm and and pretty happy, you, you're not going to mm. have as much feed. Did you notice when you put the roof on that you saw a, a change in the in the amount of feed that was being consumed? There's definitely, we think we definitely reduced their, their intake um, somewhat um, they, because they, because they get more time lying down. They get. They visibly yeah. given a lot more time lying down at the cubicles when when the, the roof is on the shed, yeah. And like some days you go out, like and when the roof wasn't there, you go out and it could be really, really wet and they'd be, they'd be all standing there and you'd be saying, geez, it's miserable. 
and mm. then it dries up and they lie down and um, they're happy out. Definitely, they're 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 hardier when it comes to maybe calving and when it comes to getting out the grass in the spring. Sometimes cows coming out of sheds can be was a bit soft, you know, and then mm. they're not used to the not used to the elements outside. And we, because our sheds as well to say that in our situation we don't have any walls around them; they're just just a roof over them. Um, whereas a lot of sheds, I suppose, heretofore would have had walls all the way around them. So, do you have? Does anything line the bottom of the the barn? Do you have wood chip on there? Oh no! So on the cubicles, yeah, we 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 put out lime, hydrated uh, hydrated lime. It's 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 lime. Um, we'd use a few tons of it every year. Um, and so, with any with any system, um, there are going to be pros and cons. Are there yeah. things that you are frustrated with, or things that you're looking to change? Not, not really, I suppose. And, and the the sheds are working. Yeah, the sheds are working extremely well. I can't say there's any, anything much that we change now. We have put in the scrapers, I suppose, turning turning in and out the cows out twice daily, particularly during the dry period. Like it wasn't so bad when cows were milking and bring them out maybe for milking. Anything that's frustrating is if we, particularly on the farm that we're in Galway, it's a heavy farm, high rainfall. And in the springtime, the spring was, um, started off really well. We had a very good month of February, but then we had a very, very wet, and the wettest March is on record. So I was going to come back in for 10 days during the month of March. And so how, in terms of the amount of effluent storage that you need, how is yes. that determined? Determined there's there's a, 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 a there's a certain amount per week you have to have and you have to have so many weeks storage in the year. That's how that's made up. And then you also have to be able to store what's called parlor washings, a separate uh, an allowance for that. And you have to regulations are a little silly around this. You have to have a minimum of four weeks storage. You can't spread it for eight weeks. Doesn't really add up, does it? <laughs> doesn't really add up, but it's a way of, I suppose, um, rather than having farm, rather than the, coming out and saying, oh, farmers must put up storage for, for this. Uh, if you could, I suppose, maybe, it depends on when, when cows dry off in the autumn. It's, it's, a, mm. it's a bigger issue for herds that would be looking through or, or autumn calving herds. They'd have to have the storage, a lot more storage. But um, it's, um, so, and again, the regulations around closed period for that spreading used to be four weeks, moving to eight weeks, and it may move move longer. So there'll be more storage required for that. Storage ponds, do they need to be um lined? What do they need to yes. be lined with? Yeah, you have yeah, you have to be lined with a um um a heavy plastic mem- membrane. Again, even in, in, in some parts of the country it's discouraged. Um they they would prefer you put in a, a concrete tanks than, than lined lagoons. Um, but um, lagoons are handy because they're they're cheaper. The lined lagoons are cheaper and you can huge big hole and line it and um, make it big enough it, and, and have storage for your power washings. And uh, and then people pump out the story with using an, an umbilical where you have a, you roll out a lot of piping from the outer on the farm and there's one tractor at the end of it moving the, the head for spreading it another tractor on a pump inside and it, you can pump out maybe three or four times faster than going in and out with tanks and a lot less uh, compaction and damage 
that um, compaction. Yeah, it takes a good lot of time to roll out and roll up these roll up these pipes. So it's um, yeah. Sounds quite it's labor intensive. Yeah, it's labor. It's labor intensive enough. Yeah, and then the um sixty percent of the slurry are well, most of one eighty percent of the slurry spread by the by the end of April challenge as well. It is a very valuable resource, isn't it? It is a very, it is a very valuable resource, and 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 people are going to have with with the regulations like around the amount of nitrogen that the chemical then you can spread. Say we'll be getting to a situation where we won't be allowed to spread any more than. Uh, 200, 150 to 200 kilos of nitrogen, I'd say, will be tops going forward. So a lot of people, including myself, are starting to incorporate a bit more clover into our swords. And um, yeah, and, and that clover will be more persistent as you reduce down the amount of um, urea that you're applying to, won't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. We're, and we're so there's there's obviously a um, there's obviously quite a few similar challenges that we're facing across the um, uh, even from from opposite sides of the world, um, and it's really interesting to hear how um, how Ireland are dealing with some of those. Um, is there anything else that you kind of have as front of mind at the moment? Uh, I suppose another regulation that has come in is around biodiversity. Uh, so, like, we're supposed to have a, a minimum of three percent of your land area um, given over to um, hedgerows and um, wildlife. Um, so, anything off around stream, streams and and drains, uh, out tracks, clambered away from any any drains. Um, if you haven't got to three percent, well, you have to get it to a minimum of three percent, and that's heading for four percent. And then, if you haven't got that, you have to take number another uh, number of uh, initiatives, maybe around um, creating ponds or uh, putting in beehives, uh, um, putting in owl boxes, um, some hedges like that. Suppose again in my situation, I'm in Galway. It's it's a lot of parkland on it, so I'm fortunate that way. Um, we've we're at fifteen percent. So we won't be to do it, take any further. Do you yeah. use um? Do you use plantain at all, Seamus? Yeah, plantain. Yes, chicory and plantain. Yes, mm. were uh, put in. Yeah, the plantain in our situation, a, a lot of it seems to disappear at the end of the. Raised it too hard, or what I don't know. A lot yeah, of it we, is gone. Mm, we have similar. We do have some similar challenges, but um, working, we're working through that because there's some. There seem to be some pretty um, impressive results in terms of the the diuretic nature of it. So when we've got the cows out in, in that pasture and they're they're peeing more often and so it's getting spread around a little bit more, but also reducing the amounts of of in in the urine. Yes. Which is, yeah, which is promising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was, um, again, it's all fairly new, and I think it was um, some of the, the varieties that we might have been using as well. Mm. And then may, yeah. and that maybe I think a high rainfall doesn't like high rainfall over what tends to rot. Right, yeah, because did you say you had a metre and a half of rain? Yes, we would have, yeah, on the farm in Galway, and then we would have nearly, well, nearly half of that, I'd say, even five kilometres down the road, 
where we're living. I'm living sitting sitting right now. It's quite a dry. You you wouldn't need a lot of irrigation with 150. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no irrigation. We we'd be I'd be hoping for a reasonably dry summers. Uh, whereas um, on the on the farm here at home in Prairie, we'd be they'd be looking for uh, rain at least uh, once a week. Yes, and I suppose even even around the issues on 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 the on the part of the farming Galway that we're on, it's not nitrate losses; it's phosphate runoff would yeah. be a bigger issue. Whereas in phosphate, it's not an issue at all. Down in Arctic it's uh, it's the nitrate leaching. Is the and that's that's the piece, isn't it? We we need to make sure that we've we've got solutions that are fit for the challenges that each different area are facing, as opposed to a broad brush approach. Where in some yep. areas it might be quite permissive and in other areas it might be near impossible. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Thank you so much for your time. Sure, no problem. I found that really fascinating. I mean, I think the environmental piece is is hugely interesting. Um, and, and hearing the journey that you guys have been on, because we're obviously yep. on our own journey as well. I think one of the big things that maybe is going to affect uh, is the uh, the animal welfare issues in terms of the calves. I mean, we're 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 facing it here, having to hold calves longer on farms. Um, the slaughter the slaughtering of calves or rendering of calves. You can, no calf can be slaughtered on farm. They all have to be. They all have to uh, uh, either go to an, an abattoir, uh, or they go to a factory to be processed. And that's been stopped next year. They're not allowing any calves to be killed. So it's sort of, there's, um, there's no calves going to be slaughtered. James, very how, tight how, long, how long do they need to be reared for? Is there a time? So, like, it, there's, a, there's a minimum at it. It used to be 10, you couldn't get, you couldn't move them for 10 days. And now it's a minimum of 14 days. And there's talk to that, it up to 21 days. They're, they're, I, I said I think calves can't. I, th I think calves are for a minimum of four months or five months or something like this. Talk around that. These regulations aren't in place yet, but they're, they're coming. Big processors here in Ireland are dead against any calf being slaughtered. Concerned about, and uh, we will not be allowed to slaughter any calf. And if that happens, and this it is happening, it's going to happen. Uh, I think it will have a knock, a big knock-on effect for Zealand because basically we'll be chasing the same markets. Absolutely. And and when you think about how the size of the dairy herd, there's there's only so many, um, you know, Angus cattle or Wagyu or whatever that you can run across. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. So it's and, and you only need so many replacements each year. So it will absolutely be something. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Seamus. Um, really appreciate your time. I've obviously had a few challenges with a, a crackly line. It's really um, amazed me the number of similarities we have with our farm systems and also the similarities and the challenges we're facing. So it's really interesting to hear how you're facing into those changes. Once again, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it.